magandang buhay sa iyo lahat. You're tuned into episode 1 of Pinoy Australiano. Stay tuned. A Filipino-Australian, huh? That is very unique. Um, I grew up in New Jersey in America and pretty much half of my friends were Filipino. So I know a little bit of Tagalog. I know mahal kita, maganda ka, putang inamo. <laughs> And a few other uh, little things, but hey, just want to say I love your content so far. Dig in the station, keep pushing content. I will keep listening. I just shot you a favorite. And if you ever have any questions about the cannabis industry or cannabis in general, feel free to give me a call, and we can keep it public or private. Have a great weekend. Hustle cannabis putang inamorin malikita thank you so much for <laughs> calling into the show um, that's crazy yes yes um, definitely a lot more content to pursue here at Anchor thank you again for the shout out guys if you are listening be sure to check out Hustle Cannabis's Anchor Nahopop legalization of allowing the cannabinoids in your body to open up to the neck level <laughs> guys so this is another uh, re-upload of um, episode one of the Australiano. Uh, they were taken back at the uh, earlier part of June if there's anything that you hear Please feel free to call in in the specific segment of the episode as I just unravel and unjumble these random thoughts about being Filipino-Australian. Stay tuned. Thank you. If you want, I can cook that bangos. What time is your job? Oh, shit. Alright, well... Maybe I'll copy it and go from there. Nescafe Blend 43 or Mojona Espresso Style. Mojona na You just in it the too big, right? In my unit ng too big. You know what, if it wasn't so expensive, I would buy the Taldo. Nescafe 3-in-1. Yung mga satchels, na may meron ng creamer sa loob. My friends in Maidstone, they love it. They're asking me to to order it and bring it to them. You know, mahal, 12 bucks for some pack. I don't know how many is in there, 30 I think. Less, a bit much. Then again, cafe now. What kind of yung blend forty three? That's already like twenty dollars, di ba? Yung bi yung malay. Kahit ito seven dollars na to, di ba? Yung makona. One fifty gram. Yeah, kasi nakasale. Fourteen bucks. Fuck. Mahal. <laughs> and, and uh, 
if you're wondering what we were talking about there, was <coughs> <coughs> we were talking about um the uh, price of instant coffee. Uh, we've got a segment here called Instant Colonialization, where we talk about spam and canned goods, instant powdered flavors, and a whole plethora of other things that is related to the decolonization of the Philippine mind. <laughs> um, yeah, as promised, uh, keep listening on for the re-upload of Pinoy Italiano. Love the accent. Love the accent. Love the accent. <laughs> My mates in Texas told me that I was a, uh, that Filipinos are like Chinese Mexicans. <laughs> Chinese Mexicans. More like Hawaiian Mexicans if you think about it, unless you know your, your Filipino friend's chinky-eyed, but you know, I digress. Stay tuned. Magandang buhay sa'yo lahat. You're tuned into. And today, I want to be talking about, excuse my Twitter posting at the same time, I want to talk about colonialism and the Filipino-isms that are associated with such a thing. Here I am, with my Palax glass, reinforced glass or high-tempered glass, whatever it is. I like to drink my coffee out of a transparent piece of glass, <laughs> as all glass is, I guess. Uh, and, um, and I'm not drinking any special kind of coffee. Well, actually, yes, it is a special kind of coffee because it has people addicted. Yes, that is Nescafe blend 50-something. Shit, I forgot. This is colonialism. <laughs> there is something about waking up in the morning, having a cigarette, and drinking instant coffee. Now in my 20s, I only uh, treated myself to a uh, instant coffee when I felt like something sweet in the morning. But um, all I used to drink was Roybos tea. Um, back when there was this brand of Roybos tea that I, that I really liked, and it would just give me this, this hit to my bloodstream, you know, it was kind of my morning drug, to, so to speak, but somehow, over the years, I guess with the cigarette habit too, it just started going well with uh, the instant coffee, but I, I became a bit of an instant coffee snob for a bit, I was all about having long blacks whenever I went out, and that's, that's as uh, Melbourne started to develop its, its, its coffee culture, apparently, overseas, you can get a Melbourne-style coffee. That is fucking awesome. But at the same time, it's like, what the fuck is that? That's crazy. Like, people overseas in coffee-drinking countries have a trendy Melbourne coffee that is spun out, man. That's That's got me tripping. 
and, and you know, like I, I got into filter, I get into filter coffees. That's the, those are my favorite coffees, to be honest. But there's something about instant coffees that I love. And whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, I don't know. I'm putting instant granules of fake coffee into my body with refined sugar on a daily basis and adding layers of flubber to my already growing and expansive pork belly. <laughs> but hey, fuck, you know, like, fuck, it's the little things that are, that, that help me get through my day and, and that's what I have and same with the millions and millions of billions of, of Filipinos out in the world. I don't even know what our, our, our population is. I should start getting into those stats. But in the Philippines, everyone drinks three in one. Not everyone, but you know, like a majority of people that have coffee are these little satchels which have the creamery in it, you know, powdered milk, the sugar, and the coffee all ready to go. You boil the water, you fucking put the satchel into the mug or glass, <coughs> boom, voila, you got, your <coughs> you got your coffee to drink <coughs> while you're cough, having your cigarette to start your day. Or before going to bed. That's an interesting uh, Filipino concept to think about. Do you have a parent that drinks coffee or tea before going to bed? If uh, you do, please um, find a way to get in contact with me. A comment would be great. Be uh, good to utilize the interview uh, section. I'm sorry, interview uh, functionality of Anchor. I'll speak to you guys soon. Peace. Instant colonialism part two. You're tuned into Binoy Sradiano. Um, yun, yung pinakamahirap para sa akin, the hardest thing for me to do is to speak Filipino. And in that sense, that would be a result, perhaps not necessarily the intention, um, of colonialism in the Philippines. Um, a lot of our history was wiped out only uh, in recent times are things being unearthed being uh, revived cultural practices reignited that were once demonized Um, there is a massive massive interest in traditional tattoos but what's really interesting about these native um, tattoos and old ways of life is that native Filipinos themselves don't have access to this kind of information up until recent times because of the advent of the internet. Um, it's kind of trippy to think that, you know, as, as Westerners, we have a perception of what a country is like based on the data and information we have uh, absorbed 
in whatever way or form you know that all Japanese for example are into ramen food food's a food's a tricky one you know you know you're usually on point with food like yeah Japanese people eat sushi you know Filipinos eat corned beef and spam <laughs> and things like that but but you know the, the you know the myth that oh yeah Japanese love ninjas and Naruto and Dragon Ball Z anime and manga you know that is only a small percentage of Japanese people while it's part of their popular culture um, not everyone is into it to my surprise <laughs> and, and in a sense to relate that back to, to, to Filipinos oh you know um, Filipinos are not Asian we are only Asian by our geographic and political status that defines us within those um, you know, pigeonhole terms and, and borders, but but actually that Filipinos have more relationship with Polynesians because we're technically Austronesians. Look that one up on uh, Wikipedia. And you know that's that's only as a result of people who have studied and advocated for that kind of reinvention perhaps or augmenting of our cultural identity as a westerner i'm sure there are people in the philippines that are that are that, that resonate with this kind of um, terminology but i think the general filipino sees himself either as a dark-skinned Asian or a light-skinned Asian and is no different from the Japanese or the Chinese but when you, you really take a step back and you, you analyze the information that's out there about you know people from the Philippines people from um, Indonesia people of a uh, West Papua, you know, people of Taiwan, you'll, you'll be surprised to see the similarities in our culture. Um, before the segment runs out, like in Japan, everyone bows their head to greet each other. In uh, Western countries, you know, especially English colonies, um, like here in Australia, we nod our head. To acknowledge someone to say hello without actually saying hello but in the Philippines same with uh, New Zealand Hawaii Samoa Tonga you know you have the lift of the eyebrow and the chin up and the pout of the lips like hey <laughs> how is it that this Asian country does come on Lama Rock you call yourself an instant coffee lover that shit's blend 43 man uh, keep it up brother Shout out to Thomas Koo for the correction there. Blend 43. Yes, that's right. I thought it was 50 or 55 or something. I mean, <laughs> is that a Filipino thing to not actually be, uh, not really pay that much attention to those specific details? Or is it just the Lamarock thing? It's a really interesting thing to think about 
Because the way I was going to uh, start with my station today was to talk about the etiquette, perhaps, if I can call that, or is that a personal thing? The etiquette of remaining silent. Um, in my travels around the world and in my interactions with Filipinos from all different walks of life, even if they know the truth or they know that someone is behaving incorrectly or not doing something right, obviously in a way that doesn't really require them to intervene, Right, the Filipino to intervene and, and, and put a person in, in their place. Most, if not all, the Filipinos that I've met don't necessarily speak up. They kind of just play along with what the other person is doing. For example, one individual might be talking about a particular thing with specific facts well here's one for me I'll, I'll use a personal experience here is an Okinawan b-boy we're in a, a prefecture that is you know not a native one to either of us I think we were in a, a Kagawa in Shikoku pre- prefecture and the events the dance events finished um, it's very common in Japan for us to, to go and um, after a dance event, the host will take us to a, a izakaya, you know, um, pub, bar, pub thingy, and we'll drink and eat dinner and, and, and talk shit. And here is this guy that says, yes, you know, the, um, the Okinawans taught Bruce Lee the nunchuck. Now here was a chance for me to like, you know, is it a Western mentality to like debate against this dude or, or, or correct him? I don't know. Is it just a human nature thing? I don't know. The, these are things that we're trying to figure out here. But um, I didn't have the heart to tell him that he was wrong. That I actually heard that it was a Filipino known as Dan Inosanto that taught Bruce Lee the nunchucks or his version of using nunchucks or chako um, you know, when they were interacting with each other in, in the United States of America. Whilst it is true that the farming tool known as the nunchaku from Okinawa I think that that actual name comes from Okinawa. Somehow this farming tool is found in the Philippines as well. So whether or not the Japanese had brought it over for the Filipino farmers or whether or not there was an exchange centuries back, who knows, by however many couple of hundred years or less than that, there was an exchange. And then here in modern day times in the 20th century, you have a Filipino showing a man from Hong Kong a fighting style using a weapon from Okinawa 
Now, I've lost the whole point of this particular segment, but, um... Yeah, keeping silent. You know, is it is it a result of, um... The psychology of the, of the Filipino over, you know, years of colonialism? To not be confronting, is that our way of, of maintaining the peace? So if you've just tuned in, this is Instant Colonialism Part 4. Be sure to uh, listen to the um, other ones prior. Five minutes at a time doesn't seem to be enough for these crazy, gracious, (laughs) gracious, crazy and audacious, gracious um, rants of mine. But we're talking about... um, the Filipino being silent, and we're a pretty um, hot-blooded group of Austronesians. I think that's what I identify with um, with other Austronesians, especially the Samoans and, uh, and the Maori. Um, except maybe that we're either more well-behaved than you guys, <laughs> or we're a lot crazier because we're smaller in size, a lot more and conniving so to speak <laughs> who knows we've got a different blend of genetics um, from that part of the Pacific Ocean and perhaps Catholicism is a, is a result perhaps even Islam and, and uh, I forget the name of the, of the group of religions from the Middle East but uh, is that a result the conditioning from those religions that prevents us from speaking up. I don't know. Is it just me? I think a lot of Filipinos I know are pretty humble. They'll keep their mouths shut. They'll sit there and they'll drink their instant coffee. They know that there is better coffee out there, but it's not practical. It's not pragmatic for them to be drinking proper coffee because they don't have the wage or the salary to pay for that real primo quality coffee. We're talking about native Filipinos, but even even here in in Australia, even in my, within my family, they know what a good coffee's like. They've gone out to cafes, obviously, and, 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 and bought good coffees. But when you go to the supermarket, you can buy coffee beans, you can buy a plunger, but there's something more accessible obviously about having instant coffee perhaps it's not even uniquely Filipino perhaps it's just just a normal thing that we can share with other Australians and non-Filipinos around the world I feel like I'm slightly digressing but you know it's a, there's always two sides of the coin and I think what makes it difficult for some people is to actually sit in that neutral grey zone. I think, you know, someone has to be highly opinionated of something or has to be, you know, real quiet and say nothing about something. But I think, I think I'd like to, you know, acknowledge this attribute of, of Filipinos that I know. Myself as a Filipino, 
um, that I can sit in this grey zone and, and know that somebody is wrong who's speaking to me, but rather than then put him down or even just step up to him so that I'm not the one being put down. In the case that this person might be a friend or family member or relative or whatever, um, it's the notion that we keep silent because we want to know or I want to know, do you acknowledge that I am someone that does know? And that you're not just hammering me, you're not trying to correct me, you're not trying to be one up on me by not telling me something. It's almost like there's an expectation from the Filipino to be like, do you respect me? Do you understand that I understand that we don't even need to talk about this because it's not an important thing. Do you guys catch my drift? I'll repeat in the next segment as we are out in three, two, you're listening to Pinoy Stradale. So while I was um, browsing the interwebs, um, about things concerned with the Philippines, I had come across a Wikipedia page that was titled Sikil Sik. How do I say Sikil See, this is how terrible my Tagalog is. Siklohia um, ng Pilipino, or the psychology of the Filipino. And thank God it was written in English. Um, I'd like to read the the, the the Filipino Tagalog stub of that, but um, it, it, it mentioned uh, a really interesting thing that I thought uh, or didn't realize was actually a cultural practice. And that was the idea that you help your neighbor anyone for that matter with whatever they need because one day you may need to ask them for a favor so as opposed to just minding your own business and doing your own thing and then when you need help you ask someone for it you actually go out and offer help or help other people without them asking for it because there's this agenda that one day you're going to need their help. Now it's kind of different from uh, you know some individuals that I've come across where you you almost you know after numerous experiences interactions with this particular uh, person or group of people with actively you know, offering the help and being what you, you, you think is nice, a nice gesture, um, that then they turn around and now start asking for your help in some kind of controlling manner. No, I'm not, I'm not talking about that. That shit is pretty fucked up. Um, maybe we'll talk about that in another segment. But I'm talking about out of your own 
free will and good nature do you offer your guests at your house a drink or food or stepping beyond those sort of cordial bounds of of just you know hosting you know a, a person a guest in your house by by meager means and go outside of those bounds and actually offer them like a full plated meal or an alcoholic beverage or you know a lift to the station or a lift all the way home or, or something like that is that is that allowing thing is that is that something that happens in my own family or or is that something that the Filipino listeners Filipino Australian listeners here uh, can understand feel free to call in and, and talk about it with us if um, if that is a thing that's come across, you know, because because there's this thing, there are so many little things like this that I think about that perhaps other Filipino people think about, and it's something that I'd like to pinpoint. Is this a uh, result of the Catholicism or Islam that has, or even Hinduism that has come? to the Philippine Islands and condition its people. Is this why we feel like we have things in common or can relate to other people or peoples of that faith? It's pretty trippy. Is keeping quiet a conservatism that comes from religious conditioning? Or is it that Filipinos are that way by nature already. Obviously, you have your, you know, your 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 arrogant people, your ignorant people, and I'm. I'd like to think that I'm not one of those people. But do those people also behave in this manner that we're talking about? Something to think about here on Pinoy Stadiano. So we're gonna end today's rantage um, perhaps by the realisation of all the crap that I've been talking about this past hour the clue given to me or the realisation of all the shit that I've been talking about is the ruggedness of the Filipino is what sets him or her apart from the other Asians and Austronesians of the world. I'd like to relate this whole thing with a uh, theatre show that I was recently a part of. Um, I'd, I'd originally was uh, given the task to help choreograph a particular section for a group of um, indigenous young men, aboriginals, from um, New South Wales and uh, far north Queensland, who reside here in in Victoria now. Um, A a little dance piece, just to give them a a backbone to build from. In the end, we, we kept that choreography 
and they augmented it by putting things, putting their own choreo choreography and um, movement in and around that piece. Um, now the backing track to that was um, an originally produced track by um, a producer named Motley from the UK and it was talking about the um, it, it was a, it was a speech taken from a from a I think from a, an African American speaker. I'm not sure who it was. I'll find out. But uh, they talked about um, they talked about how the black man was is discriminated against. You know that whole that whole thing about racism towards you know, people of dark skin. Anyways, when we were performing in this, because we opened the piece, um, myself, we opened the piece, myself and, and a, a, a Māori fella that I know named Nasa, a good, very good friend of mine. Um, we opened the piece and then we kind of get this, got this sense that by the end of the piece, it kind of felt like, oh, here are some brown Austronesian fellas helping some black fellas and, and uplifting them um, like we're the saviors, you know, uh, of hip hop, using hip hop to convert the natives, to empower them to, 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 to become better. It was, it, was, it was a concept that we, we didn't like. And so individually we tackled this issue because we had the show the next day and, and we had to finish this piece last minute, which is a very typical Filipino thing to do. But um, my own internal conflict and resolution for this was that, okay, well, let's just look at it in terms of, you know, experience um, and transgenerational uh, karma perhaps you know conditioning that here is uh, a Filipino another brown fella with an additional 300 years of colonialism attached to his 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 being his psyche and he sees this these Aboriginals from Australia these other natives who've gone through 200 years of colonialism I'm not better because I have more those extra hundred years of colonialism under, under my belt, but I'm more rugged as a result. And I'm upset that you guys who've had 200 years of colonialism are struggling. I'm still doing my thing. I'll show you what I do. Our struggles are the same. I just have a little bit more on top. I'm rugged and I'm gonna get my thing done. You can join me if you want to. And so I guess this ruggedness is, is an attribute or a quality um, that allows one person to make a good judgment as to whether or not this person is of value. That this person has gone out and has all these experiences that he can share with you 
that allow you to move on or be a better version of yourself. It's a, you know, I'm trying to say this is in the most humble way possible, but it's the idea that, all right, well, who else can we speak to that is not of our own culture, but has a similar experience? Who are those people? Because when, when people think of Filipino, and they think of Asian, they think of black chong, you know, a Blasian guy, because they don't understand that even even us Filipinos ourselves don't understand that we're actually indigenous people. We're actually indigenous people. We, we are the First Nation, First Nation peoples of the Philippines. The Philippines is a Spanish term for a group of islands that were all separate, ununified um, nations uh, that suffer from this this condition called regionalism. And actually, it's written within history textbooks that this, uh, uh, I forget the, the actual um, anthropological term, um, there's the Indonesian A and Indonesian type B, which were the Malay, uh, Malay immigrants that came in and, and you know, in the context of, of how it was written, a more uh, more uh, evolved uh, ethnic group that replaced the Aietas or the the pygmy negritos of the Philippines. So you'll be you'll be surprised when you you look at at, at the the uh, different ethnicities within the Philippines that the, the first group, the, the oldest living group from the Philippines are a, you know, the sizes vary obviously, but uh, they have a, the Aetas are known to be very short, like four foot, they look like the New Guineans, they have the same facial structures, they have, um, they have kinky hair, uh, their skin is very black. Those are the, the first, they're truly the first nation peoples of the, of the Philippines, or up to current understanding of our of, of our genealogy. And and so, obviously, there would have been some some uh, intercultural mixing there with the multi you know multiple cultures that were existing in the Philippines at that time. Um, so, so that whole mix of genetics and heritage and the onslaught of colonialism and capitalism and everything right up to this point relates back to the ruggedness, the, the, the experiences, the, the, it's, it's almost like buying something because it's been used more, so to speak been weathered more, it's more um, resilient to, to the conditions that are happening now. That's the point I'm trying to make about uh, this whole decolonizing 
the Filipino psyche to help understand who we are. And in this case, we share that with other Austronesians who have been colonised, with all the other indigenous people, because these are things that we have similar with each other. I'm going to leave it at that. My brain hurts. I've never thought about these things this way, but it's great. Thank you for tuning into Pinoy Stanleyano. Magandang buhay sa lahat. Peace. You're tuning into Pinoy Straliano. This is your host with the most, Anthony Luis Lopez Lawang, aka Lamarock, aka Fave Son. If you like what you're listening to, please feel free to share. Please feel free to echo the station, any of these segments. Please feel free to share it to any of your own social media as I definitely love to share this conversation and open up the conversation more so to speak with other Filipino Australians about matters that are Pinoy Australian. Thank you and see you soon. Magandang buhay sa lahat. Peace. Thank you for tuning into Pinoy Australiano. Maraming salamat sa iyo lahat. Um... I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Always feel free to echo, feel free to share, feel free to uh, let your other Filipino friends uh, know about this show and ask them what they think about it because the constructive or non-constructive criticisms is always needed to move forwards. <laughs> um, tune in, stay tuned in keep you updated over the next couple of days if you want to check out some of my other work feel free to uh, support me on my patreon account patreon.com forward slash llama rock if you enjoy your music uh, mainly uh, hip-hop funk R&B and, and new sorts of stuff but we also go into a old-school funk and back-in-the-day kind of music as well as all sorts of different types of random tracks like uh, 80s love power ballads <laughs> um, check out our two of our Mixcloud accounts mixcloud.com forward slash favesun f-a-v-s-o-n and also mixcloud.com forward slash backseat ballads you can check me out on uh, YouTube as well there's some dancing clips up there and also on my Facebook if you're interested in a traditional way of eating Filipino food, check out harana.sima on Instagram. That's H-A-R-A-N-A dot Sima, S-I-M-M-E-R. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for supporting us. Thank you for joining us on our journey to unravel what it means to be Pinoy Australiano. Peace.